With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it's the Anfield app. I'm Gareth Roberts, standing in for Neil Atkinson because he's living at large in Berlin somewhere or something like that. Um, and with me today, Ben Johnson. Uh, Andy Heaton and Paul Senior, uh, and what we're going to do is there hasn't been any, you know, a whole lot hasn't happened basically since Liverpool beat West Ham to make it three wins in three and put some smiles back on red faces. <laughs> uh, so what I thought we'd do today is just sort of have a look back, um, try and work out how everyone's feeling, uh, review what's happened, uh, think about what could be next, that kind of thing. Um, so going all the way back then to uh, the summer, uh, Liverpool obviously pip Arsenal to fourth. Secure a crack at the Champions League, uh, and after t- finishes of you know sixth and eighth in the Premier League before that, I think that felt like a big step forward. It was only a point that the that they get the place over Arsenal in the end, but it, it it felt huge then. And I think if we think about the summer, um, everyone was like, right, okay, let's go. We're in a position now to compete. We can sign players. We've got the Champions League. We've got Klopp. Felt like a big moment for Liverpool. Um, what do we actually do? We sign four players: uh, Mo Salah, Dom Solanke. Andy Robertson, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Cater obviously done for next season. But we miss out on Van Dijk, uh, seemingly with some incompetence to blame. Uh, bids for Lamar fail too. Uh, and then there's the Coutinho saga as well and the transfer request before the Watford game. So, uh, Ben, I'll start with you, mate. Um, how did you... Can you remember how you felt then going into that Watford game? You know, the, what, was, what was the mood, if you like? How did you feel Liverpool was set for the season at that point? Uh, I was all right with it at, at, at the point at which it was happening because the, the transfer window was still open um, and I still thought we'd get the Van Dyke deal sorted so I was all right with it I thought I thought our options if we got a centre-half in were good enough um, to allow us to, to sort of compete uh, and, I th- and I think I think as the season sort of progressed the lack of the centre half. I mean, if you, you you boil it down, we didn't sign our two top targets. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we all summer we were banging on our top targets. Van Dyke were 100 percent certain he's going to come to us, and Kate would were convinced he's going to come to us. And for whatever reason, we didn't sign them. And I think, I think that's a that's an issue. That's a big issue, and it's and it's hindered us this season. You look at some of the centre half displays and have been fucking woeful. <laughs> um, and I, you know, you, as a consequence of that, you look at where we are now, and you'd say we're, we're probably parish for where we where we might be expected to be. It just it just smacks of a little bit of a missed opportunity, um, and and whether that's fair and whether that's reasonable or whether we need to be taking a more sort of pragmatic view and think, all right, well, we don't get them done in the summer gone we might get them done in January or we might get them done next year and it doesn't really matter because we're just working towards this longer longer you know I don't want to say project but a longer plan to, to win win fucking important competitions but it just I don't know I think it's played out I think it's played out a little bit the Van Zyke thing it, it, 
whether he's whether he's the answer or not, we need a fucking centre half. Mm. You know, we're desperate for one. Um, and and I think the other thing that that sort of thinking back towards the end of the transfer window, I think the thing that sort of kids kids you a little bit is the cater deal getting done for next season. Sort of sugarcoats the failures of this transfer window a little bit. Um, because you think, oh well, because it is. It, don't get me wrong, it is. A, it is a really good. It's it's the first time in a long time where you actually look at Liverpool and think, actually, that's quite sensible. That's a sensible approach to play more than as a release fee to get a secured for next year. That's a that's an impressive move from an otherwise idiotic transfer committee. It was my viewpoint at the time, and but I think I think it does. It did sugarcoat your opinion of whether. The transfer window was successful or not? I think it wasn't. I think the only one that was really is Mo Salah. It was a it was a fucking great sign and, and looks to be you know a superstar. But I I don't know. I, I think I, and I'm fucking on a bit here. I just do the all hour. I used to That's sit right. there. Yeah, Is that I'm all right? Here, yeah. You all right? I was, with that? I was a bit worried. I was a bit worried about today, but you're just boxing it off. Uh, the Ben Johnson. <laughs> I think. I think the thing it raises it raises a query over whether there's a couple of things that's happened in the last few weeks. It raises a query over whether our scouting approach and our sort of analytical approach is slightly flawed in that you know you, you, you've seen a Klopp comments about there's there's no five better centre halves mm. in the world than what we want for you know for the way we play. And then there's a, there was an article I think by Tony Evans a while ago who said that. Uh, Rogers asked. Rogers asked a while back. It was, a, it was a discussion on the transfer committee. And Rogers asked a while back for centre half in this January. Is before they signed Sacco, by the way. Before they signed Sacco, and they got told uh, there's no centre halves. Now I might be jumping, reading all kinds between the lines here, but for me, I think well, if there was only if there was no centre half then, and there's one centre half now, maybe fucking maybe how you're looking for centre halves, and maybe how you're trying to. Trying to trying to rate them is incorrect because th- I think I think it's fair and reasonable to say that the transfer committee have got a lot of the the forwards that they've bought. For me, no successful Mane successful. No one else really mooching now for the money we were willing to pay. Salah the same. No one really mooching for him. We get him. He turns into like he turns into gold, which you wouldn't expect. So you, so you can look at it and think, well, that that scouting system, whatever they're using, whatever the statistical analysis it is that that it is, it's it's getting results in forward positions and it's getting results in midfield positions, attacking midfield positions. But whatever they're doing for defenders, for central defenders, in my opinion, looks to be a weakness because there can only be one centre half in the world who, who fits yeah. the way we play. It, and so is there, logic, isn't it? is there is there a is there a fall down in the algorithms? Is that you know is is it they're just asking for the impossible that isn't there? You know you want a fella who's like Jesus to come and you know play <laughs> centre half for you. I don't know. So we how are we getting on? We're probably palmed, I think. I mean, Paul, the, the the I think it's interesting the way Klopp is always talking about sort of carrying around history. And, and talking about sort of how we shouldn't sort of assess what's happening now with the knowledge of what's happened in the past, but but it's not it's not realistic for them to ask that of us because we're human beings and like and, and what I think about that mood around Watford game and around when the transfer window closed and around the whole Van Dyke thing is that you bolted that onto past times where you thought you know, you've made the Champions League and then you haven't made the most of it yeah. because of transfers, because of... And, and, and it kind of... What I remember everyone saying 
particularly after the Watford results as well, and the way and the goals Liverpool conceded that day, is people went same old Liverpool. Yeah, well, when Ben was talking, I was I was having a look at what we did in fourteen fifteen. Obviously, we qualified in thirteen fourteen, and I was looking at the business we did then because everyone spoke back then about maybe missing an opportunity. And you, you see what we signed: Lalana, Lovren, Moreno, Origi, Chan. Yeah, there's, there's lads that you had there, and you go. It's, it's even, and then we had Balotelli at the end, which obviously, in, in hindsight, a few of them aren't, aren't great deals. But it seems more of an ambitious transfer window then. And I remember coming away thinking we probably could have got every single one of them at the time without playing in the Champions League. This time round, again, Ben Ben spoke about missed opportunity. I do sympathise a little bit because you talk about centre halves and Man City are in for Johnny Evans. And I remember Johnny Evans getting bombed from from Man United, and it was almost like, where does he go next? He's a he's, he's a disgraceful centre half, and now there's conversations around Johnny Evans potentially being one of the cures for Liverpool. I, I don't I, I don't know what that says about the, the, the transfer market or the the quality of centre halves, but you know, lads like Alderweireld, for example, who, who weren't doing it at Atletico Madrid. And then come to come to Southampton, and then go to Tottenham, and then sort of look like the best centre half in the world. They're not, there's not loads of them out there, I don't think. So I do sympathise in that. And Van Dijk is obviously very good. Um, I mean, basically though, I think what people will say, and maybe people who are listening would say, is yeah, but you just look. On, I mean, Van Dijk's one end of the spectrum of centre half, mm. but equally though, is they're not someone who's an upgrade on Clavin. Do you yes, know what I mean? That was that was more my issue with it. That if you couldn't if you couldn't improve. Position positions one and two, then you had to go and improve position three. I think Clavin was bought to be the fourth choice centre half, and then with what happened with Joe Gomez and, and his injuries there, that he sort of became third choice very quickly. Um, so, for example, Maguire went this summer. I don't think Harry Maguire is quite as good as as people make out. He is, but he would have been a great lad to have been in and around the squad. I mean, I don't know. Raniel Clavin probably plays. 20, 25 appearances last last season and has made more than he should have already this season. So Don't, don't forget Lucas played yeah. 15 games at centre-half last true, year. Yeah, as well. And he didn't get replaced. The problem is, I suppose, is that our number one and two centre-half, Matip and Lovren, that they don't keep themselves fit. So you, it's it's automatically exposed because they're, they're always out with what seems to just be niggles, knocks, whatever. So you see these centre halves more than more than you want. So I, th- I think it was important if you didn't get Van Dijk and drop one of them two down into the third choice centre half, that you had to go and improve the third choice centre half. Who that is, if it was Maguire, if it was Michael Keane, whatever. I just feel like you had to go and buy one because since Brendan Rodgers has gone, we've added one defender, Joel Matip, and in my opinion, he's not he's not all that. So I. I the, the problem was under Rodgers, and he, I suppose it almost cost him his job, is that we couldn't defend. We conceded too many goals. Would have probably won the league if we wouldn't have conceded 50-odd goals that year. Uh, and not to improve the position that was a glaring weakness at the time still is, is still a bit criminal for me. I think that's all fair enough. Uh, and so, you know, just to, to bring it back to sort of how the season's gone then. So after Watford, obviously Hoffenheim, Comfortably dispatched, we get we get into the Champions League. All that worry about you know we were going to fall at that hurdle and and do an Everton if you like that was gone. That was that so you know a bit of positivity around that. Uh, Arsenal win as well, really positive too. Uh, everyone sort of buzzing off the back of that and, and and talking about you know possibilities for the season. 
But then the real the real thing where it sort of hinged really what was Man City five Liverpool nil. And, and despite the circumstances of that <clears> game, obviously Mane sending off their quality and, and their quality is is obviously huge. It, that result seems to really hit Liverpool hard because it you know it prompted a slump of sorts and that we end up with drawing two two with Sevilla. There's the home draw with Burnley. We go out of the League Cup at Leicester. Then we have the unconvincing win over Leicester in the league. Then draws with Spartak and Newcastle. And everyone was a bit down in the dumps again, aren't they, at that point? And, and again, it's it's those same conversations about the defence. But also conversations for the first time, probably about Klopp as well. Uh, you know, I, I think for the first time since he's been in charge, in that, in that run, in the midst of that run, if you like, people started to, to have doubts really for the first time about the manager as well. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that the questions around the manager in so much as they, they, they were, <laughs> don't get me wrong, Liverpool, this Liverpool side is very good at feeling sorry for itself. And that's what happened after Man City. They took a pace then, mm. and the circumstances around in which it happened in so much as we were actually, and it'll never get noticed, all right for the first 20 minutes. They go one nil up, but we could have pulled a couple back. We, we got through them a couple of times. They go one nil up, and then obviously there's this descending off incident, and it just shows. I think this is where the question about club come from. It shows a lack of leadership again. The whole way we addressed it and our reaction after the events as well. And I keep banging on about this, but when Mane got sent off, there was six man city, five or six man city players around the referee screaming that he gets sent off. Our nearest player, the quickest player to Mane was Emre Charm, and that was like five seconds, ten seconds later. Our captain is on the touchline, not having a go. It's just not in his nature. Mm. But our captain's on the side having a chat with Cobb, getting a drink of water. And then after that, there was never any hint of, oh, let's roll up our sleeves. The way this side's geared, you know, everyone's got to be on it. And when they're good, they're very, very good. But there's no... The, up until the last couple of games where I think we're finally finding that middle ground, we're either a 10 or we're a 4. We're either absolutely shit or we're great. And I think that's where we have made progress as the season's evolved because we've, we, our results have been better, but we've not really hit the highs of the Arsenal performance. I think where the question is about Klopp comes around is the is what you said after the Watford game, same old Liverpool. The the problems you've got are already there. And there's nothing seemingly done to address them. I mean there's the the there's the, the, the goalkeeper issue where none of them are good enough. Uh I think I can say that with some yeah, conviction. Yeah. Um you know there's the uh there's the, the, the Don't get your no started lad. <laughs> Being polite, I'm trying to. I'm trying to keep a lid on this. Just to get in, just to get in, just a just a quick point. The, the the funny thing to mention is we're talking about the start of the season. No one really talks about the keeper. I I, I seem to remember the only person I heard. I, excuse me. Oh yeah. Did, well, I don't know. I I, I remember Sean Rogers saying a, a trick on a on a on a postseason review. He's saying there's a trick here to be had in terms of there's a money ball signing and buying a fucking top quality keeper. Um, but I think I Mingley stock was high Mingley stock was high because he had a good run towards the end of the season that's what I was saying sell him while the stock's high and bring a new clear number one in none of this sharing the jersey nonsense and that but there was no overwhelming sort of everyone was fucking cry-arsing about the centre-half rightly so and everyone was cry-arsing about additional midfielders but there was no like we desperately need a keeper. I mean, now I just think it's like fucking hell. Let's buy four of the fuckers. Well, I, I mean, we, we talk about you look. You talk about Van Dijk, and I buy all that. What you're saying, you know, it, the arguments about the centre halves gets conflated because we didn't just need Van Dijk. We needed Van Dijk and another centre half to fill in anyway, mm. which people forget. Um, but 
at the same time, I always go back to Newcastle in the mid-90s. Newcastle spent more money on centre-halves and defenders in the mid-90s to mid-2000 than any other team. And they never improved defensively. And there was one constant in that. And it was the lads who was in goal. So, as much as you think, oh, Van Dijk will do this, Van Dijk will do that. I'm, I'm firmly of the belief that if you can have the best centre-halves in the world, if they don't trust the fella behind them, they're going to make mistakes anyway because there's no, there's, no, there's no understanding there. Yeah. Yeah. As a fact that that wasn't addressed is there, there's the fact that yeah, that's know, not a new thing. I, I can no, it remember. Isn't, but it's been there for. Sorry. Yeah, no. I, I, I just, just this come into my head, and it's just a reason to rip Mark Lawrenson, basically. But I remember years ago, he was he was doing commentary on Radio Five Live. I can't even remember what the game was. It wasn't us, but someone just said, asked him that question. What you just said, he said, you know, Mark, you played centre half. What's it like to be a centre half, top level football, and you don't trust the goalkeeper who's behind you? And he said, you know what he's like. He he, he went well. It's brown trousers time, but but the, but, <laughs> but the, I know he's a prick, isn't he? But, yeah. but, but the point he was, <laughs> but the point he was making is exactly what you said, and and it's been around forever that you've got to you've got to have that trust, haven't you? And yeah. I think, I think, but wait, you know, wait, wait, we're going to come on to talking about trust. But this is the thing as as we go through, you know, the the games that Liverpool have played this season, and there's there's been highs, there's been lows, there's been in between. It, you still, as a, as a, as fans, as us sitting on this table, do you trust this Liverpool side to string? I don't know. There's, <clears> there's, 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 together? There, there's always a mistake in there. I, don't, I, I think as well. Look, you know, you can. It's the old echo chamber argument. But I think when you're taking on the pit, I think it was the Newcastle game. The back four was like it was exactly that. It was worse than the back four the previous year. I think it's the fact that that's been ignored. I can't remember who it was, but I think it was something like uh, Clavin started. Lovren or someone started and Moreno and to be fair to Moreno Moreno's had a good season but in the early part of the season people are looking at Moreno's name on the team sheet and going fucking hell mm. what's going on here so there is that you're right there is that lack of trust and look let's be honest do you trust if Liverpool are one they'll up with 10 minutes to go in any kind of scenario are you thinking we don't need the second to see this through even now you look at, you you're look always at, you, look at, you look at Watford we seem to kind of the way Everton, it's kind of there's a little bit, bit of Everton nitis in there. You know, with the way Everton do their own heading, we're winning by a slender margin with with five minutes to go or whatever it's on edge. We start retreating, we start making mistakes, and we start creating problems for ourselves. And th- there is that in them where you get the sense of, and again, it seems to be West Ham, we were great, and but that maturity to just go, actually, lads, you know what, we're going to be all right here. Because it was getting to the point where opposition managers were going, you know what, boys, just sit back, keep it tight, because these will give us a chance at mm. some point, and 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 invariably we get punished for it. So if going on, but that's what. No, no, it's fine. I, I, I mean, I, I say, gonna try and sort of go through and get up to where yeah. we are now. So I think we're sort of at. So what 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 do we where do we get up to there? Sparta, Newcastle, all that, all that sort of point. Then we have United at home. Obviously, some positives from that. Um, Liverpool only the, the side that looked like winning that one obviously and Mourinho gets a kicking for the way they set up and and the way they managed that game Liverpool followed that up with the 7-0 at Maribor but then it, it, this is so typical of Liverpool that or, or feels typical of Liverpool maybe uh, that they followed that up with the, the 4-1 at Spurs I think that 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 was the most frustrating game of the season that, Yeah, I, I think by a mile because it did feel. I mean, that little run of Seville, Seville, where we where like everything that could happen was happening. Yeah. You know, it was a bit soft. You know, fella score them and they're not shooting. All this carry on. You're like, oh come on, give us a break. And it seemed like we'd got over that. You know, United is a decent result. 
the 7-0, we just battered them. They look crap, but we, we just battered them. We, the first time it sort of clicked and you thought, yeah, it is right. And then you go into that game and it it just took the wind out of everyone's hair. And you, mm. you talk about trust, and but immediately... All um, you know, you start having a run. You you have a run of games together, and you're playing with someone. You're playing with it in front of a keeper, and you start keeping clean sheets. You start to build a bit of trust. But as soon as something goes wrong, you just go, "Who's the fucking?" But it's, it's, I knew this gobshite the cock or I knew he wouldn't talk, or I knew the centre half would do that, or I knew we wouldn't score our chances. And everything that could go wrong in that Tottenham game did. I didn't even think Tottenham played well. We just gifted them. But John, John, isn't that what I was saying about feeling sorry for ourselves? Though, as soon as that first one goes in, it was like. But it wasn't even that. There was a couple of occasions in the first. We're, we're a funny side, and that we we sort of set, we set our own sort of framework within which the game's going to pan out. And in that Tottenham game, it was set in a fair few minutes. Coutinho tried to beat his man a couple of times. Chewed it, lost it. Looked at the referee, didn't get up, didn't chase the ball, and you. you Start thinking, oh, it's not going to be one of them days, is it? And then it was. And you're like, fucking hell, what's going on, boys? Mm. And there's no one who can rattle them. There's no one, you know, there's, there's no one who can get a grip of everyone and say, listen, you know, what are we doing? Let's just dig in for 10 minutes. Let's just keep it tight till the half. Take our medicine, two ones arm, whatever it is. It's like, it seems to be like almost like a domino effect, isn't it? It is, like, yeah. If like, one thing yeah. goes wrong, it all does. It all does. Yeah. And, it, and it, you know, it's easy to sit here and say the keeper's shite because I don't think he is. I've seen something, you know, I. I don't think he's good enough, but that's a separate matter. He's probably the fifth, sixth best keeper in the league. Um, but the problem with him is the areas in which he's he's he suffers. He's the areas in which he's not good enough are the areas that absolutely comp- compound all of our own failures. Do you know what I mean? So he's not really great at communication. We're not all over the pitch. He's not really a leader. We're not all over the pitch. So everything that he's not great at. It makes us worse as a team. Whereas, you know, I'd, I'd have a lesser shot stopper in goal if he if he talks. I'd have Pep Reina with no hands, <laughs> you know, which we had for a period of time anyway. But if he talked and organised and shouted, it's just a bad fit, isn't he? He's just a bad fit for what it we're just, to do. It makes us a little bit worse. And and that Tottenham game was everything that everything that's wrong with Liverpool was just there. It was like it was like crystallised it was like someone had put under, put us under a Bunsen burner and eked out all of the poor stuff that makes us not a great side it was like it was like Liverpool shite concentrated squared silly <laughs> fucking silly <laughs> but in terms of mood I mean after that game everyone was down obviously and and you started looking up the league and you see City running away and you see that them tonking sides every week and you know already sort of you know this early you're going well that does out the running for a title again which is hard to take. So I think I, I think we, we've got to be positive, haven't we, about this little mini revival since then? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Huddersfield, Maribor, and West Ham all defeated in a week. But have you seen something different, Paul, from Liverpool in those three games? I mean, maybe a little bit more cautious, maybe taking less risks. I mean, I, I've watched some of that, particularly sort of first halves of some of those games, and I thought no one's really taking a risk. But maybe that's. Maybe that's the policy, if you like. Maybe the, the manager's gone. Look, let's get let's get a base in a game. Let's not lose it before we've even started. Let you know what I mean? And, and then they've gone on and they've won all these games fairly comfortably in the end. Yeah, I mean in the Tottenham in the Tottenham game, you saw that's that's sort of the last you see a Lovren until the last the last five minutes of the West Ham game. And I'm not I'm not saying all, all the problems were were focused on him, but I think that's something that had to be done. And he did it the other year where, where he bombed in your lane, he brought Carriers in. And it didn't quite work out, but there was a decision made there that 
it's time for a change. Where I, I thought Brandon Rogers used to do that quite a bit, where he'd change shape. Klopp, Klopp's tweaked the shape as well a little bit. You've sort of seen a bit more of Oxlade Chamberlain. I thought Clavin's done well as well. You know, I think the th- the three games Clavin's played in the sort of ideal ideal fixtures for him, where Liverpool have had a lot of the ball and they haven't been doing much. I think when when we're in games where Liverpool are expected to win, I don't mind Clavin as an option where he because his his distribution's decent, he can step out and he's decent on the ball. Good yeah. step over. Yeah. Just that boss it, dummy it, thing that everyone's <laughs> lost their head about. He dwells on it a bit. <clears throat> He dwells on it a bit, but he's um excuse me, <clears throat> but he's he look he's looked all right. So you know, if the, the game the game of the weekend at Southampton, I think he, he has to keep his place because I think he's he's earned it. You know, Dejan Lovren for you know I, I think Dejan Lovren's a decent centre half, but if we're, if it's fair and we're basing it on form, he has to stay in. But the sort of mini revival, the first two games especially, um, Huddersfield and uh, Maribor. I took loads from that. I thought that neither side really wanted to win, and they were they were they were happy to park the bus, so to speak. And they're the games that Liverpool have not enjoyed. Mm. And Maribor especially, I, I, I took a bit from it because they really, really, really had no interest in winning that game. They just they just didn't want to get done seven nil again. They're they're the biggest side in Slovenia. And that's a terrible, terrible message for that club to get tonked again. And they literally they they took all their attacking players out and put all their best defensive players in, and went not again. And Liverpool found a way, same as Huddersfield. And then West Ham's, you know, that that first goal. And I've, I've said, I feel like I've said it a million times. I absolutely loved it because mm. it was a sort of example of of the of the Klopp brand for the for the season and the the Liverpool side that's now got pacing. You know, when you the, he. he he only really added one or two first team players in the summer, you know, solid the office, and then we've only recently seen part of Oxley Chamberlain. But what he has done is he's got Moreno in there now as well, who's got pace. So at that game at West Ham, where you've got Mane, you've got Salah, you've got Oxley Chamberlain, and you've got Moreno, that for me is a step forward because that Liverpool side last year, well, Mane was so one paced, it was pathetic. You know, that Sunderland game just after the new year, and Mane plays in that. But he's not really at it. The whole side's not really at it. But there was just not there was nothing to change the game. Where now you feel like Liverpool, you can take you can take Mane out. You know we've had Mane taken out of the mm. side a bit this year, and we've still got we've still got a bit of pace in the side. So there is improvements, and it's been a bit that last week where we won three in a week. Sort of, I think it showed that we've got a little bit more, and that. The game. I'd like to think the game against Man City is an anomaly. You know the words I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, that one. That word. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I think what Ben said as well in the Tottenham game about the Bunsen burner and that. I think he's absolutely right. The, the thing that doesn't help is that it's the two lads that everyone's got problems with that made the errors. So that blows her up even more. You know, Tottenham are a good side and we've done to them what they did to us. Yeah. And it happens in football and it happens more often than you think. <laughs> we haven't had it done to us for ages if we've been good at anything it's been beating or competing against the big sides and this year we've been snotted twice so we've got we've got to react we've got Chelsea in a couple of weeks and it'll be, be nice to see Liverpool put a show on well so if we start to look forward now then because we've sort of mini reviewed where we were you know the, the games we've played so far so where we are now is Liverpool sit fifth and three points behind Chelsea in third four points behind Spurs 
uh, and Manchester United, who were third and second, but 12 points behind Manchester City. Um, looking at that table as well, there's other little bits. Uh, we've outscored Spurs, who were on 20, uh, and Chelsea, who were on 19. We've scored 21. Uh, but the goal difference obviously is just four because we've conceded 17. Um, now though, you know, it, it's a really interesting schedule now. Uh, interesting is one way for it. Hectic is another one. We've got nine games in less than a month. Uh, starting with Southampton at home on Saturday, then Sevilla away on Tuesday, then Chelsea home the following Saturday, then Stoke away the Wednesday, Brighton away the Saturday, Sparta home the Wednesday, the Derby home on Sunday, West Brom at home on Wednesday, Bournemouth away the Sunday, and that run that I've just read out spans 18th of November to 17th of December. That 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 is one sort of damning. Uh, schedule really and there's not there's, there's no let up either I mean the BBC put something up over the weekend about that it took 87 days to complete the first 11 rounds yeah, of that. Premier League fixtures 40 something days now, yeah, the next 11 are crammed into just 47 including four festive fixtures which is one more than, than last season so so I mean what do you think what, what what does that make you think because you know when you look back at last season obviously we, we, we were playing some fantastic football we all got really excited it was around Crimbo and New Year where things went wrong uh, if you look back at what Klopp was saying at that time as well he was bemoaning obviously the the uh, you know the the grueling schedule in England. He's used to a winter break in Germany. He was he was you know he was really mad about the forty eight hours, two games in forty eight hours as well. I mean, he's just got a crack on though, hasn't he? I mean, this 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 is the reality of of managing a team in England. And so, what what do you think Klopp's learned from that? What do you think he's maybe going to do different this time around? And and has he got the squad for it? Listen, I understand that the two games in forty eight hours. I think that's ridiculous. But in regards to the Christmas period, look, we haven't got one deal with it. One of them. Get your heads around it. You've been here long yeah. enough. You know, you've had your fitness staff in. You condition your players. We've not started as quickly this year as we have previous years. So maybe he's taking that into account. Saying that, I think Southampton quietly is now a massive game because mm. as much as people don't get out, it's not about momentum, but football's very much about momentum and sticking a good run together. You look, you talk about our fixes and where we are in the league. Bar Chelsea, we played every team that we consider to be in our peer group. Do you know what I mean? We've played Arsenal, we've played City, Spurs and United. We've played more games against them teams than they have each other, if that makes sense. Mm. So now we go in and you've got a Southampton team at Anfield who typically, you know, you think someone could be a tricky opponent, it's them and you you come off the back of an international break and we've gone in with a good record. If you put them to bed and put them to bed, well, you've got a run of fixtures there, severe away. We should do them. And then Chelsea at home. I think if you go into Chelsea with a positive frame of mind, and I said this to Neil on a show last week, I think Chelsea Chelsea have started leaking goals and leaking big goals. I mean, even the Watford game the other week, they ended up winning. I think if you get a big score against, if you can go into Chelsea on a win and get a big score against them, you can turn the actual run of fixtures and the condensed nature of them into a positive because you can ride that wave. And you, you forget when you moan about fixtures, the team you're playing, their, their fixed list is just as crammed as well. You're not you're not playing three games in five days or f- ten games in a fortnight against a team who's only playing once every other yeah. week. So I, that's what I'd be saying to the players. And also the other side of that, I never believe a word that comes out of a manager's mouth themselves. And I think it's just a, an ideal cop out for a manager to be fair to say, oh well, you know the fixed list, blah 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 blah. Because managers will do anything to not throw the players under the bus. I think it's a good time. Uh, I, I, it's a 
it, it's almost it almost looks like a good time for us to to crack on because we've got Lana back. You know, there's there's a little bit of news about Mane knocking about that. You know, he might have hurt his hamstring. He might not. Seems like it's just a little bit of a. Yeah, he'll play the first game, lads, but we want him back and we'll come up with this mm. hamstring thing to get him back. Uh, hopefully, it's a bit of that. But then he, you're looking at the team now. It it, it does just. It does just look that we've we've just decided, right? Let's stay, as you said, let's stay in games, and let's trust our forwards to win us them later on because we've got enough quality off the bench to change it now. Um, especially with the likes of Lalana, Catino coming back, let's just let's try and be a little bit more solid. Let's not beat ourselves. Let's not give ourselves a, a, a big headache, and let's just grind out a few. And that's happened. And you just look at that little run of fixtures now, and you think Southampton's key. We beat them. Chelsea are going to bloody Azerbaijan on the Wednesday, kick off five o'clock. Mm. Then they come to us on the Saturday. Now they've got a smaller squad than us, mm. so they're knackered already. Now they've got to go and on. they've got injuries and they've well. got injuries. They've bombed David Luiz house, so he's, there's one less senior player that he won't be picking. They've got to go all over the other side of the world, then come back to Anfield after we've just beat Southampton. Hopefully, and we've done something in Seville to sort of nearly pretty much qualify. Is it is it a half five kickoff? Is it a half five kickoff on Saturday Chelsea? Uh, it's yeah, half five Saturday. The ground will be bouncing because because everyone's gone on the air all day. If it's off the back of two, if it's off the back of a beat Southampton, we've done all right on the Wednesday. Then you don't want to be Chelsea come to Anfield. Plus, we'll have a, we, we need to beat one. You know, last season our record against the top six was great. This yeah. season it's shite. So that'll be key, and we need to put one you on. You're not going to be the Adam Globetrotters either, have you? You know, you need to beat them. Yeah, she needs to exploit their weaknesses and and. We'll be playing against the three at the back system when we normally with the with our with our lads can exploit three at the back quite well, Tottenham being the exception. So you look at it and you think, yeah, we we beat Chelsea, then you've got you, you might be riding a little crest of a wave here. And you've got the players, you've got the tools back to be able to rotate in them wide areas and not be too damaged. You said before about Manny last season and it killed us if he didn't play. Mm. This season you've got Salah. You know, you've got Oxley Chamberlain who looks like he's coming to the party at the at the right time. So Hopefully we can just find a way to win three or four games on the spin, another three or four, and then before you know it, we're the, the biggest home banker of the season. Yeah, well that table looks different, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? They're definitely going to beat us this year. You know, there's too much arrogance around that fixture already. But they are shite, though. They are rubbish. <laughs> and don't forget, they, they fucking hate themselves, so they quite like the, the pain of it. So let's not rule that out. Yeah, um, I think they haven't won at Anfield since '99. Like, what are you on about? <laughs> It doesn't mean that they can't. It doesn't again. mean they can't, and yeah. he will win one eventually. Yeah, of course he will, but, but it's not this time. I I, uh, I think the Southampton game is massive as well. They're horrible side to play against because they're not brilliant at anything, but they're not they're not terrible at they're anything either. They're very organised. They've got our centre half. Yeah, they've got the, the slowest centre half to ever play. They've also got a keeper to be fair. Yeah, he always has a fucking blinder against us. Though. It's always fucking hell. The big galoot. The um, the the game in Seville is the one where. I was like him a monster, I don't know. What? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't he, is, he, is he not injured? Right and saying, no? uh, I hope he is because he always plays well against us. Like, ridiculous <laughs> saves that. He do, he, every other time he plays against someone, he's there and the ball goes like past his shin. But, he, but even when he fucks in. it up against us like he did last year, and it, it fucking bounced bobbles off his and shit. St- stays on the line and all that shit. He's like, fuck <laughs> off, lad. <laughs> the, I'm, I'm looking at our fixtures there and I'm, if you're sort of prioritising them for me, and it might sound a bit mad, <laughs> It's the Seville one when I'm a bit like, I couldn't, I couldn't care less, and that 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 might that might sound mad to some people because you know we strive to be in the Champions League, but I think it's really important that we sort the league out 
you know, we're three points behind Tottenham. We're fifth in the league, level on points with Arsenal. Got Chelsea to come. I think this run of, run of, run of league games makes or breaks this season. I think we can go to Seville and 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 beat them, even if you rest a couple of lads. And not, not I'm not so, so saying like last year we th- third round. We should have been. Yeah, wow, we blasted them. All, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying this. Throw a third round of the FA Cup team out against the lower league side, but I'm saying if you if you if Salah needs a break, for example, ahead of other big games, then maybe play Oxley Chamberlain in that one. Maybe make Salah travel and put him on the bench, break glass, whatever. But I just think I think that game you can sort of see it through and and make sure you do the the business with Spartak. You know, I think I think I think the league's just got to be priority. We we need to finish in the top four again for all our future ambitions. Liverpool one season in the Champions League is no good. You need to mm. be perennially in the Champions League. And sounds if you don't if you don't necessarily perform first time around, that, that's fine. But being it again next year, make the signings you need to do. Be still be the attractive club that you were in the summer. And any mistakes you made last summer, you can well, put them right next. Firmino scores that penalty against Sevilla and Anfield. We win five 0 You know, it's not two two. If, we, if, that, if, if, if that penalty goes in, then we will, we walk out of there winning four or five. There's a load of them games where where you think if that that had happened, that whole run before we talked about, we could have won all of them. Yeah, all of them. Mm. We, we just, but that's what's so frustrating. Isn't that's what's feeling sorry for ourselves though. Yeah. We, we we have one knock and we got off. But now you, it, we just you, little tweaks, little tweaks from the managing. You just you know that first half against Huddersfield was bleak. You know it was bleak mm. to watch, but we moved the ball. It was a bit turgid. But they didn't get anywhere near our box. And yeah. I, I was like, oh, fucking Never had a shot, day. did they? We won the game. Happy days. Fucking sad for me. Let's do that, you know, 15 more times at home. I mean... Um, this little change of shape, Gareth's made us a bit more solid as well, I think. I think it's... They've definitely... We, we were a bit... We were a bit gung-ho, weren't we? I mm. mean, there's games where you've gone... It's a bit arrogant. I, I I felt that's the right way to sum it up sometimes, that we've been a bit arrogant. I and that's why we've been caught out with silly goals. The full-back scenes have been staying home a little bit more, uh, don't yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, Moreno, for example, he, he was, I remember a game against West Ham uh, away, I think we got beat 2-1 um, at, at Upton Park, and they score, and Moreno's by by their pen box by the time yeah, they put the ball in the back of the net. And he, be, he thought he'd been fouled, I remember that yeah, goal, yeah. just right behind it, he got up there, being fouled, instead of getting up and racing back, he sat on his arse, got moaning at the yeah, referee. But the, my, my wider point was, that's how far forward he was, and I, I think... This Liverpool side now picks its time to when to go and when to stay. Tactically, I think it's a little bit more switched on since this change of shape. You know, um, I think I think he's made a conscious effort to shore things up a little bit. And you know, what, what have we done? What one goal in three games is it that we've conceded? So hopefully, it's, it's a sign of things to come. I think you know Southampton aren't exactly the uh, and a flying side. You know, they're, they're quite poor offensively. So I'd look. The one thing at the weekend I'd say is. Try and get another clean sheet. Try and keep this going, you know. If and if it's Clavin and uh, and Matip that are the centre half pair and that are getting the clean sheets, then then persist with them till at least January. But do, do you do you trust what we've got? Because that's what we were talking about earlier about trust. There's and not much you can do with it, though, is there? I know there's not much you can do. With it. Well, this is what I was going to say. You can't change nothing until yeah. January, and then even when you get to January, I think you're going to hear a lot of the same old stories about you know big clubs don't sell their best players in January. It's hard to tempt top talents because they're, they're at top clubs already, and they don't want to sell in January. All of that. So I mean, Liverpool will probably have a try, but whether they actually do anything is another thing. I mean, you know, it's going to come on to I think January. They genuinely, will Gareth have a try? 
I'm not sure they will. I don't know. I mean, they, they always do. I think they, they, they do have a try. I mean, but, you know, you look at the records and, you know, Liverpool have only made four signings in the last five January windows. One was Grugic, who then doesn't move until the summer anyway. Another was Corker. So, you know, that kind of doesn't count. And then, you know, January 2013 is the, is the last one of any real significance, really, because Coutinho and Sturridge come in. Sturridge scores 11 after signing for us in the January and the rest of that season but it does always seem that they try in inverted commas we're at least linked to, to names aren't we and, and there's a name every January and then yeah, it we, seems we, to happen we missed out on Texera didn't we yeah, we, had that. we went for there's a few you know, there's, historically, there's William was a uh, was a January one. The lad from here, when he when he and here went and sat in Ukraine for a bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Just like some gear and that. Yeah, I can't remember. But what's always what, what fascinates me? Him. What fascinates me is these, these lads that were desperate for in January that we don't sign, and then come the summer we're like, who? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, fucking hell! Yeah, don't worry news. about him. Don't yeah. need him. No, what I meant though. What I'm, no, what, I know what you mean. What I meant about the trust thing is, is, is less about sort of the, the January thing, but more like you know, do you see players that haven't been that influential so far, but will become influential in this run? Because with that with that schedule, he's gonna have to rotate. He's mm. gonna have to use the squad. I mean, you know, do, do, do you see Woodburn getting a sniff at no. some point? Do you see Oxley Chamberlain starting to turn it? Oxley Chamberlain yeah. starting to do stuff. But what about Sturridge? Robertson. Um, you know, he's Robertson he's one I think you'll back. see. I think I think the the two the two right backs he he sort of knows there's a game there's a game where you play Gomez and there's a game where you play Trent. So I think I think that one sort of Liverpool at home where where we're gonna attack, you see Trent, Liverpool against the better sides, you're gonna see Gomez. I think I think you'll see all of that. Wouldn't be surprised if you've seen Trent at the weekend, mind you. Um left back, I think He'll pick and choose his time for Robertson. I don't think you know Moreno's had eighteen months off, so he's well rested. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't, I don't think uh, the the Moreno, the Moreno thing. I think he'll occasionally maybe just bang Robertson in out of nowhere and just give Moreno the week off. Solanke, England's I, international. I, I don't even, I don't even think you see any of him. To be honest with you, I, you might see him off the bench or if the game's done on sixty, for example. He's so different though, isn't he, to, to the forwards yeah. Klopp actually wants on the pitch. It'll be interesting to see what he does in terms of the forward options because if he doesn't play Firmino, you know, then Sturridge comes in, but does that then alter the way you play? And so you, you start wondering whether... There was a bit of Salah through the middle against West Ham, mm, though, There was, yeah. I, I wonder whether that was a an indication of things to come. With just, a little, coming back. just a little bit of... Um, Little bit of fluidity and a little bit of little bit of not you know rigidly sticking to that mm-hmm. same if, system. If, if you look at Studdard, John, though, John, he tends to because he scored two and two. We don't forget he tends to play better when he's got a partner close. He to does, him. yeah, so he definitely does. So when you could you think about Firmino drifts and maybe gets a little bit too far from him. If you're looking about Salah getting in tight gaps, and one thing Studdard can do, he's he's good with the like, like he can put a through ball in. Yeah, he can, and he's good with the little flicks and the good little layoffs. And there might be something in that. You know, if you got, got them two a little bit tighter, you wonder if there's a if there's a a strategy for, um, you know, slightly different in that you know that West Ham, the way we played West Ham was was let's counter attack these because they're gonna come and have a go. They, they need to put it, you know, put something on the line for their manager. Blah blah blah. Let's go there. We'll counter attack them. We'll kill them on the break, and we'll we'll have Salah doing what he wants. We'll load the left hand side. Blah blah blah. You wonder whether whether there's a little strategy to say okay, well in certain games we'll do that, and in other games. We'll have Coutinho on the line and we'll play little footy and we'll try and press mm-hmm. it in and box it in and keep the ball. And then when we're a little bit tired, 
and we want to rest, but we've got our lads who are, who are greased lightning. Let's just sit that in point, and bang. That point you make there when we're a bit tired, that's why I'm so made up. Lallana's coming back for this period. You know, again, he's going to be he's going to be rested, isn't he? He's not going to have... Why didn't you sign him, Paul? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but um, it's it's a relief, actually, because the one lad who can inject a bit of pace into a flat side, it's him. And he he, he does it. So there's obviously games this year where, I, where it's been crying out for Adam Lallana. But I think when when things get a bit tight, you know, you're playing your two games in two days, he's the lad you sort of look to to get you no. going. Him and him, him and Anderson, I would say, are the, I, I, the lads I, to put a bit of pace back in. I think it's I think it's easy to forget where our season fell apart last year as well, and I think Paul's absolutely spot on. If you have the options that we've got in attack now last year, we're probably running the league really, really close because mm. we lost we lost Mane last year, and there was no alternative. There was no alternative whatsoever, and Casino was injured. You look at that now. You've got Mane, do Mane fit, Salah fit, if Mane's fit, Salah's fit, Coutinho's there, you know, Lalana's there, Oxlade-Chamberlain's there, Oxlade-Chamberlain's there, you know, suddenly, and I'm not saying that was the sole reason, but again, it goes back to the feeling, sorry for ourselves, we got ourselves into that rut last year, and we almost kids ourselves that, well, if we haven't got that fella, we're going to struggle. Mm. I mean, so you, you've all you've all talked quite positively there about options and about what we've got. But I want to nail these all down a little bit then. So it, so it sounds like you do trust them in many respects now, whereas the first half of the, the show was quite negative because we talked about some of the mad results we've had. So what are you trusting them then to achieve? So what what now is a is a good season and is a realistic aim for Liverpool? I don't I don't think a title challenge is in, is in anyone's interest apart from Man City's. You know, I think you speak to Man United fans now and they're the closest rival. Don't think they'll get a sniff from of Man City. Um, so you've got to look at second, third, fourth, all the, the sides above you there. So it's Man United, um, Tottenham, and Chelsea. I don't. I think that is that the order. Yeah, I think that's the order. Um, I think you've also got to look over your shoulder a little bit and, and try and put Arsenal to bed. Um, again, I think that'll hurt Arsenal two years with no Champions League football. It doesn't. I don't think they'll get Champions League football again. I think the five sides above them are all better than them. Um, I, I don't I don't know whether Man United drop out. So then you've got to you've got to look at Tottenham, who in my opinion are mustard, and they're going to be very hard to stay with them. So I think Chelsea, and that's why I think this Chelsea game's massive. You know, there's unrest going on there. You see, David Luiz, who I thought was absolutely fantastic last year, has been bombed. The manager, there's rumours he's going to go back to Italy. I think you've got to look to try and steal a match on Chelsea in some some way. I don't think they'll get away with. The injuries like they did last year, you know, Moses is out. There's a few of the lads with knocks and missing fixtures. I think they're the one that I think Liverpool have got to go for top four. That that's all. That's all we can really achieve. Where that is, I think if you offer me fourth, now I'm taking it. Um, because I don't, I don't, I don't see obvious weaknesses in the four sides above us. You know, last year you looked at you looked at Arsenal, you looked at Man United, and you went. The shite that this year I don't think they are. I don't think either of them are. I think Oxley Chamberlain go, and I think I think Sanchez probably goes from Arsenal in in January as well. Maybe even Ozil. So I don't see them. Can you go deep in? The, can we go deep in the Champions League? Do you think? Can we do something in the FA Cup? You're asked about the FA Cup. I'm I'm Arsenal getting fourth again, and it, it, like this, it might sound negative. Don't get me wrong. I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to to win the FA Cup, or you know these seasons that Arsenal sort of saved themselves where they've gone and won the FA Cup. It sounds. But I'd probably take more satisfaction out of getting fourth. And I know there's no trophy, and this club needs to be adding trophies because it's it hasn't added enough. 
but our priority is a sort of long term Liverpool being title. If you want to win titles and stuff like that, you need to be able to buy the best players, and to do that, the sort of key is being in the Champions League. So I'll, I'll celebrate that, like winning the trophy if we if we finish top four again this year. Andy, <sighs> what are you trusting them to achieve? Um, What's a good season? To be honest, I think I love the, it, this little run of games will tell you a hell of a lot. And if they can get into January in and about top four and they have a good January, I trust them to finish comfortably in the top four. Um, but then, equally saying that, even if we have a good run and we don't address, even just get a body and even if it's like a Kiriakos type figure just to just to fill a gap. Boss, have we shined him really, back? Well, it makes, <laughs> well, yeah. But no, you know, you know just That's how slow he is now, lads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're running backwards, you can't half it. You know, from me, it's a Blackpool. No, but they, I, I think John, I think John spot on in so much as what he said. You know, we haven't got to be the Alan Grubbs. So if we trust with the, the forwards we've got, we haven't got to go gung go to get a goal because the lads have got a the, the lads have got a goal in them. Um, if they can cancel along at two points a game from now, you'll finish with seventy four points, which will get you top four. We've we've hit our slump. Hopefully, we won't hit another one again. I'll go back to. I mean, look, City might be. Oh, omens dying away away with the fairies, however you want to put it. But I keep going back to what I said earlier. The teams above us and in our peer group haven't played each other, haven't took as much points off each other as what we, as what we have because we we played more of those games than they have. And they, and by the nature of it, there's a load of there's a load of six pointers coming up between them that where we've got a free hit. But if we just win, one of them is going to drop points, so we're a little bit closer. So, so you, yeah, what are you saying? So you're saying comfortably top four. Uh, Paul said top four Ben I think slightly differently I think I think I think the league is such that it's really difficult to say it's really difficult to finish in the top four because there's there's six teams you can get 75 76 points yeah. and, and, they're all good. and they're all good and it'll come down to who be true or you know it'll come down to the last few games so I would be happy with us going at something like two points a game and seeing where we're at because Especially if we if we can put a run together now, I, I league league victories are made on like mad things happening. Do you know what I mean? So if you can just hang in, two you, points two points a game gets to seventy three points. Two points now. a game. So say we go the next, say we go till January at two points a game, we'll be in a decent we'll be in a decent nick. And once you're in decent nick, mad things can happen. You can, you, you can find yourself in a title challenge out of nowhere. And I'm not saying we're going to win the league. I'm not saying Man United, Man City aren't going to win the league, but. Man City aren't going to keep we're playing only, like they're playing now. We're yeah. only just over a quarter of the way through the we're season. Only, we're only a little I, way through. There's loads to happen. If we, it, I think just this next period's key. What I'd be happy with is anywhere north of 74 points. I'd be happy with. I think that's reasonable. Whether we finish in the top four or not, it's not by the bye. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's one of them. It's a hard thing to do. So if we do it, great. But I want us to win something. I want to win. I'd love to win the FA Cup. I love the FA Cup. It's boss. Mm. And, all this stuff, oh, it's not important. It's yeah, it's not as important. One trophy in 11 years. This 2006 last time we won the FA Cup. Yeah. That, and and that then was the, the League Cup under Kenny, obviously. And no, no and I can understand the League Cup's not as, it's not as good a thing to win. It's a bit, you know, it's in February. It's always freezing. <laughs> but you go to you go to Wembley in, in May, that's a, that's a good day out. Mm. That, and that's a good thing to You can go and compete and win and, and you can feel happy about yourself. And you look at, you look at Liverpool 2006, it's a, it's, a, it's a good comparison. We got 82 points. We won the FA Cup. That's a fucking boss season in my, mm. in my head. If we get anywhere near that, I'd be made up. 
Um, and all the all the kids waving flags when uh, Liverpool brought the cup back and went round town in a bus and that they were definitely happy. Yeah, they were, they were, they were enjoying that. And I, <laughs> I just think, I, I just think, it's all well and good saying yeah we need to rest players and stuff, but come January February when the temptation is to rest people for that FA Cup. I just think let's just put a decent fucking side out and just at least get in the mix and then if you're in the semis it's the same as finishing the top four anything can happen because there's four or six boss sides who want to win it anything can happen but let's at least get there the last few years we haven't even got anywhere near it do you know what I mean John there's the argument because it's always oh you don't concentrate on the cups your fitness blah 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 blah. The, the other argument is good teams don't get tired teams that are winning teams that are winning with momentum don't get tired as much as teams who are losing. Momentum's key. Yeah. And you need look to... Look at 2000. Well, that's what I'm saying. Just looking at a picture of Julio. How many players did we use in 2000? I was on 15, 16. We had a core of 6 to 8 who'd play every week. And you and you sort of want us to be in a position. And, that, and that's one of the frustrations, I think, is that you can't see that happening in the defence. You can't see us having two centre-halves who play together every game because something mad will happen or one of them will get a knock. And that sort of it, and it, it just frustrates you a bit because you can't see us building a little tight unit that can just guarantee us, you know, a, a, a performance, a, a solid performance, uh, being really difficult to beat. You don't see that happening. I'd love us this season to find a way to to without without setting the world on fire, without having to play like the best team in the world, find a way to do what we've been doing the last week, win win games where. You know, we're expected to win. We just go when it's 70 80 percent, basically. Yeah. Is what you're saying, I'm build from yeah, there. and, it, and, it, and, it and when no, you need to play well, you play well. Yeah, Kate. I was just gonna say, it doesn't always need to be champagne football. I just, you know, we'll, we'll take results, won't we? Okay, you know right. what I mean? Uh, all right, well, let's do a little bit on January before we finish, um, because people have been asking. You know, for us to, to have a chat about that. Um, I mean, obvious things, Coutinho interest uh, could probably um, and will probably uh, resurface. Uh, Emery Chan's free to speak to clubs. Uh, Ings has probably got to have a, have a think about what he's doing because um, there doesn't seem to be an obvious way that he's getting any games of footy at Liverpool right now. Um, Markovic is still kicking around. Presume okay. someone eventually is going to buy this fella. Um, and maybe Gruwich as well. I mean, you know... What's the score with him? He's not getting in, is he? He's not getting a sniff. He doesn't seem anywhere near. And, and maybe he starts to think, well, hang on. I need to, I'm need to. i about to have a massive camp attack, so have a chat about that, boys. Why I just go outside and scream? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, Jan- January for me is not... I don't think it's it's maybe as important as just getting it right in the summer was. Um <laughs> you alright? <laughs> <laughs> Robbo's back from his cramp attack. Oh, I need to what drink some more water. Did you run to fucking work? <laughs> I went to the gym this morning. I went to the gym this morning, but I was on the aisle last night, and those two ah. things combined, I just had a massive cramp attack. So I was carry on. So to say, <laughs> January for me wasn't as important as getting the as getting the summer business right. I don't. I I felt like you, you sort of need your January signings to play. These next six weeks, it's sorry, you yeah, yeah. to play these next six weeks. You know, I think ugh, the transfer windows a lot of shite anyway. But the um, when when you need your squad depth, it's from well, bonfire night to New Year's Day, really. And you know, you won't have the luxury that from from after. I mean, if you're in all competitions like Man United, where last year, for example, you, you need them all. But Liverpool are we're already out the league cup. Whether whether we go the the full distance in the FA Cup and and the Champions League remains to be seen. It'd be lovely if we do. But 
I, I think we've got squad depth anyway. I just I think all, all the 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 cr- criminality of, of the summer and missing out in centre halves and stuff like that. Well, you've already been damaged by that. Not, don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean that it still won't happen. But I almost think it, it, it's January's. It's hard. The only the only caveat to that is is that some good players move in the January of World Cups. You know the lads that should be getting games that need to make the the respective squads. You know, if you look at that France squad, there's going to be tons and tons of good lads not going because they've got that many good players. Germany squad the same. So we keep saying centre half, though, don't we? And with for obvious reason. But everyone seems to forget a little bit that we we we, we went in for Lamada. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been made up. I, I, don't get me wrong. He's he's probably he offered me Lamar or a centre half in this, in in January. I'd probably pick Lamar from what I've seen of him. He looks absolutely mustard. Um. So yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that makes any sense because we're we're quite good going forward. But I just think he makes us e- even more e- even better. So I'm all, I'm all, I'm all for that. You know, uh, I just want loads, loads of good players at Liverpool. So if the option comes up that we can get Lamar, let's get him. If the option comes up that you can get Lamar Van and Van Dijk and some mad goalie that's come available. Let's let's do that as well. Let's just be ambitious, constantly ambitious. You know, try and go as far as you can in everything, and try and get the best players you possibly can in January. Yeah, sounds. I think they need a body at centre half, um, and I think we signed. It's funny you mentioned before, not that it ever happened, but then again, we did get storage from Chelsea in the January. Mm-hmm. David Luiz isn't getting a game. I love him. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And and, and he's willing to push the push it a little bit, even if it's on loan. Um, I think a good January for us. Uh, yeah, as I said, just get a body at centre half. The rest of it, not that bad. What about outs? Outs. Well, funny enough, you mentioned um, storage. I think, as is the case in the summer, if a big enough offer coming for him, and it works, I think, I think he might consider getting rid of him. Um, I think, despite all the noise that's going to be around it, I don't think there's, there's nothing doing with Coutinho, Principally because Barcelona couldn't put the money up, even if we were we were amenable to it anyway. Also, as well, you presume that it's not, it, it, like 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 when they came knocking last time. It's it won't be won't suit Liverpool. No, because exactly. Liverpool aren't exactly. replacing them in January, exactly. so but therefore, why would they sell them? Barcelona as well. You know, we spoke to Sid Lowe on, on the European show and talk play. They they don't know, they don't know where they're going to be playing the football. This is a genuine a genuine threat to Barcelona. Like I. I thought, I suppose as everyone else, that, that this could have just been like, of course Barcelona are going to be playing in Spanish football. It's, it's not It's not certain. Stick so them in could... League 2. Brexit, laughing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on a serious note though, if you're a player looking at Barcelona now, you, you can't guarantee they're playing in Spain next year. You've got, I think you've got to bide your time. But then, you, I mean, there's the links to, you know, with Mascherano's, if that links, if anything in that link, and he's not getting, getting, getting game time at Barcelona... I don't, I'll come back and open hands. Never, never mind the end of the season, which you'd do anyway. But I'd if, love him just to just see him smashing yeah. people. Oh, yeah, yeah. With talks, <laughs> yeah. though, as well. He, well, he, well that, that's what I'm saying. Every, and he's won yeah. everything. Bring, bring and someone in a who's, a bit of a, who's a bit of a leader, who'll get in your referee's face, who's willing to cajole other people and do the dirty work for you. You know, just anything like that. So... I've gone. I've gone from saying I'm oh, just a sense and half to you know, what? <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> fucking fucking like, fifteen people. And it, if some big, <laughs> some big fucking ugly grok of a goalie becomes available, get him as well. But not Fraser Forster. But not Fraser uh, Forster. Ben, I, I I'm interested to see what happens with Van Dijk. Because the same stuff we're saying, it doesn't suit Liverpool to sell Coutinho to Barca. It may not suit Southampton to sell Van Dijk to us, but then it may because they're desperate to score goals. 
you know, and they done all right without him defensively. They were solid. Does it check for seventy five million pounds? Yeah, yeah, we'll give you we'll give you whatever you want. Just give him. Don't stop being our ass, and yeah. you can have some goals, and we're all happy. You know, you wonder whether there's a compromise to be made there from Southampton point of view because what's more important to them? I don't, I don't know. It'd be, I'm just interested to see what happens. Really. It, it, all that depends on Les Reed, you know. All that depends on Les Reed. I mean, it was almost a point the point of because you speak to people in and around it, and after the after the fact and all that, you hear that you know it was generally accepted that 75 million was more than what he was worth. But because they've been asked around so much and they played the game so much. It was because Les Reed's got such a good record with bringing players through there now. It become a point of principle for him. Mm. But at some point, his paymasters are going to go. Principles all well and good, mate. But as you said, there's a check for seventy five million pound there, mate. And they've got new owners as well. Yeah, who've basically said that they, unless they sell, they can't buy. Um, Let's which, get a fucking grip, lad. Yeah. <laughs> I, to be honest with you, I think seventy five million is too much. I, I think I think he's a good player, and I think you know when we were in very desperate times at, at the at, at the end of a. Uh, August, I th- there was a fine in there for Liverpool, you know, that probably 10 million, but, yeah. 15 million more than he was worth. You paid that by not getting him in August, so everything that's happened in the past. Now, again. But, but, but Paul, you, Paul, give you him say, a fair value. You say that, but, and I, 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 I subscribe to this argument, what might be worth 75 million, million pounds was might not be worth 75 million pounds to another team. Yes. It's, so what, it's what you yeah. need at that time. So, you know, it might not be worth 75 million pounds to Chelsea. You've got Gary Kale, Man City, for example. They've got loads of sense of halves. But they but at, the same, but, at the, but at the same time, a player who we're interested in, like a forward player, but like Lamar, for example, we've already got all those options. Whereas there's another team who haven't got those options, they're willing to. Yeah. It's worth more to them. It's all supply and demand, isn't it? But it, it, it'd be interesting. it'll just be interesting to see what happens with Southampton because, you know, it might have been a point of, point of principle. You know, but, but you aren't having them for 300 million. Mm. But now that principle might have passed him. Fucking hell, do you ever sell him? Did he stay at Burnley? sell him last year. He's just fucked up. The thing is, Pellegrini, Pellegrino, who is a Pellegrino? Pellegrino. 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 Pellegrino's the Chilean lad. Um, the, so the Southampton manager who used to play for us, he um, he, he, he must want to rebuild that score because he wasn't given a dime really in the summer. And say, say he gets 50 of the 75 back. I, I just don't... I just imagine like they've they've been terrible in terms in Southampton's terms really. That I mean they've got that Gabbiadini up front and he's not he's not brilliant. So if you give him I don't know the option of three lads and I think they've got quite a few centre halves there already. They signed a lot from Lazio in the summer. They've um, they've already got Yoshida who's a decent a decent lad. They've got one of their yeah. own. Well, I can't remember yeah, they've his got name. They've got a couple of decent centre halves. They've got some young lads. Let's let's just give them a fucking hard on Saturday. Make him, look. make him look fucking awful. Say, listen, he's shite, and he let me give you 30. Give you 30, and you can have Danny, Danny Ings on loan until May. He scored your fucking 15 goals, keep it up. Wind your neck and then fuck off back down south, you pricks. Besides, <laughs> 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 <
on everything, interviews, all kinds. There's an extra free uh, free show out today as well, uh, a cup of tea with Amanda Jacks, uh, which is very interesting. Uh, she's a caseworker for the football. Can we just say on that, Robert, we can, we can only do shows like that because of the support. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we've managed to turn this now into a into a full time gig, obviously, um, and we're able to you know take the time and interview people and get them into our studio because we can work on it full time. You know, certainly when we were working full time jobs, uh, we, we we simply couldn't do this we could you know so thanks to everyone who has subscribed and if you haven't already you know give it a go because there's absolutely loads going on as we just said on the show uh, we're about to go into a really hectic fixture schedule uh, we're also going out to Seville uh, with Blue Air uh, what could go wrong there and uh, <laughs> if, if you want to come uh, Blue Air I've still got places available they're flying direct from John Lennon airport uh, seats available at blueairweb.com uh, loads of great stuff coming up so it, it's it's a good way to keep up with Everton Liverpool during this hectic spell also as well finally uh, we are running the Liverpool Santa Dash on December the 3rd we're raising dough for Woodlands Hospice which is a very worthy cause uh, so please back us really and, and we promise to put up plenty of uh, moody pictures of us in Father Christmas suits looking hot and sweaty uh, the website to support us and help Woodlands with any spare cash you might have is justgiven.com forward slash fundraising forward slash Anfield Rap Santa Dash so it's justgiven.com forward slash fundraising forward slash Anfield Rap Santa Dash and if you can't be bothered you know writing that down right now it'll be all over our Twitter it's on Facebook it's it's, it's easy, easy well, enough there's to a find. link in this blurb as well there'll be a link in the blurb there you go as well look at that so uh, yeah please do uh, back, back us on that Help Woodlands Hospice and that has been the Anfield Rap Sports Social Podcast Network